0: Hello, friends. You're listening to the Sound Off Podcast. My name is Nate Lauks, and I'm your host. Sound Off is a community conversation show that airs each Monday and Friday live on 96.7 The Eagle in LaPorte, Indiana. And while podcasts don't allow for live interaction, we are still grateful to have you listening and engaged. So please help us out by subscribing and rating the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. Share the podcast with your friends and enjoy today's conversation
1: welcome to this podcast of sound off from september 23rd 2022 with your host nate laux today nate's guests are the county council district two candidates Aaron kirk and randy novak here's your host pastor nate laux
0: hello friends welcome to sound off today is friday september 23rd my name is nate laux i'll be your host today on this episode of sound off radio show uh We are going through a bunch of candidates uh, to introduce you to who will be on your ballot here in LaPorte County. Uh, We want you to know a little bit more about uh, who you can vote for. Most people aren't Republicans. Most people aren't Democrats. Most people are independent and they're deciding whether or not they want to support someone. But before you do that, you should probably know a little bit about them. And so we're introducing you over the next uh, couple months to the candidates that are on your ballots. You get to ask some questions. Now, please do not call. We're, we're not taking calls. We're trying to get as much content as we can into the shows, but you can still ask a question by texting me at 219 or email at soundoffat967diego.com. If you're streaming with us on Facebook or YouTube, just put your question in the comments. I'll make sure uh, we get those asked. Typically on these shows, uh, we've had a lot more questions being asked than what can be answered. And so at the end of that, uh, I email them to the candidates they're allowed to then either if they want to, some of the candidates have, some haven't answer those questions on their own social media page. Uh, just, again, they want to know what are the questions being asked in the community so that they can engage with them uh, on their own as well. So even if we don't get to your question, doesn't mean it won't get answered by the candidate in another format as well. So today on the show, we've got LaPorte County Council District 2 uh, uh, incumbent Democrat Randy Novak on the show. I want to make mention, though, we did invite Randy's opponent, Aaron Kirk, to the show multiple times uh, he did never. He never got back to us. I, I want to tell you this again because I don't want to ever be accused of you know pushing one party over, over the other or pushing one candidate over the other. Candidates, listen to me. Check your email. You got to check your email. All right. Check the email you used to file your candidacy with the clerk's office. That's the email I have. The one that you used to file for your candidacy. You picked it. I didn't, you got to check it. All right. And if you can't be on the show, that's okay. I understand lots of people are busy, uh, but this is a great way to have access to your voters uh, and to the people that will be deciding whether or not you're going to be in that elected position uh, on January 1st. So today on the show, we have again, Randy Novak, LaPorte County Council District 2 member. Uh, Randy, how are you? Welcome to the show. A great, beautiful day today, isn't it? It is. uh, I'm I'm loving the fall. It is officially fall in Northwest Indiana, and I, I am absolutely loving it. Um, I'm not a big like pumpkin spice person, but I am a big uh, six five two hundred and sixty pound sweater. So you know it's it's nice to
1: not have to sweat when I go See, out. See, and I I would have pegged you for a pumpkin spice guy.
0: Yeah, no, you know it, I've heard that many 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 times, um, but uh, I'm actually not. Give me some green apple, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm ecstatic. Definitely. So let's talk a little bit about you and your candidacy. Uh, you are running for uh, re-election. You're the incumbent. District 2 County Council um, uh, elected official for the LaPorte County Council. You're also the president of the council. So tell me a little bit, our listeners, maybe just checking in, maybe some people listening to the podcast for the first time, a little bit about who you
1: are, and then also why are you running for re-election? So my name, again, my name's Randy Novak. Um, This is my uh, third term that I'm running for. Um, I retired from the Michigan City Fire Department with 33 um, and a half years um, there retired as fire chief. Um, I've been doing real estate with my wife Debbie. Been married forty three years this month. Um, we have two sons. Been a resident of Laporte County for fifty, over fifty years. Let's just put it that way. I got a birthday coming up. Um, but so the thing is, is I, I guess the reason why I'm running, I I couldn't think of a better place that I'd want to live. I mean Laporte County. Is is it offers so much, and it it is is just a great place, and my family's here. We enjoy it, we love it, and and that's my my goal is to make it better, improve the quality of life for all the residents of Laporte County, and I, I'm very sincere when I say that this isn't a. A campaign slogan, because if you if you followed what I do and different things, we're working on a respite house in um, in between the city of Michigan City and Healthcare Foundation in LaPorte County. We're working on a lot of different things when the pandemic hit two years ago, regardless if you believe in the pandemic or not. There was there was a lack of information in LaPorte County. Everybody was kind of doing their own thing. I brought together a, um, a Zoom meeting every Thursday at three o'clock for 2 years and we had as many as 70 people the school superintendents the heads of the hospitals elected officials throughout the entire county everybody was on there and and we discuss and so we everybody got the same information every week so um, my job is to be part of the solution not you know and, and keep Laporte County moving forward we got Randy Novak on the show Randy's running
0: for re-election in Laporte County Council District 2 if you have a question for Randy Novak you're welcome to text me on the liquor ball on airline is 219 again that number is 219 you can also email me at soundoff at 967theeagle.com so uh you you you've had a turn right you've had two turns on on mm-hmm. the council and you know when you're running for election for the first time you get to run on a lot of hope a lot of things that you would do if you were elected you have been elected. So let's talk a little bit about what you think are some of your biggest accomplishments in the last four to eight years on the council. And what are you most proud of your service on, on the council? So
1: in the, on the council, I've been there. This is my eighth year. Of the eight years, I've been the president for five years. So, um, And I'm very grateful that my colleagues have elected me the last two years of Republican-controlled council. And yet still, I mean, because I, I pride myself on running a good meeting, keeping an order there and, and getting the business of the people done. Um, some of the things that I'm proud of is uh, I also sit on the Redevelopment Commission. Where we're in the process of expanding sewer and water outside of Michigan City on 421. We're trying to do it over on 35 to improve things out there and, and create more jobs uh, and improve the quality of life for the people in that area. Um, we we there's we've maintained a very good very tight budget while continuing to be able to take care of our county employees and that's something that we're really working on now with this new lit that um, was passed this year uh, to try and get that done so that we can take care of um, our employees and which is our biggest asset in the county is 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 the employees aside from the citizens of a poor county so those are some of the things being fiscally responsible and and having a common sense approach to you know solving these problems and it and it's been great and it's it's kind of hard to go into all the different things but i'm i'm very very active uh, on the council um i joked with my wife that i think i'm the um lowest paid full-time employee in the county being being on the council because when I do things I mean I, I get into it and it, it, it's what I do this isn't a side thing, this is a commitment that I made to the taxpayers and the residents of the poor county when they elected me I represent everybody so the politics is at the door and whether you're an R or a D whether I represent District 2 or the entire county this is my this is what I do so anybody calls me, I'll handle, help you any way I can, any, and I pride myself on that. So I'm the only candidate, I wouldn't say candidate. I'm the only county council person that even has their phone number listed in the on the county website. Is it? Will I get an answer if I call though, or is it? Did you give it's, Tom Durbin's number? Said, That's what I would do. I just
0: put Tom Durbin's number on there. I like that. I think I, I think yeah. I'll be changing that later today. All right. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit. You, you mentioned it, um, and we've been asking all the candidates. Um, uh, you guys, uh, the council, the commissioner, and even a bunch of local uh, uh, governments voted in favor, either you know, uh, legislatively or ser- kind of ceremonially, to to vote in favor of uh, an increase in taxes, uh, the public safety income tax, right. um, and the goal for this tax is. To you, be used for public safety, which is something that you were obviously spent your life in in right. fire uh, in,
1: in the, the firefighting. So, a did you vote in support of this, and B why? I did because, and here's why. So, I came to the county. I believe um, Kathy Crowback was the mayor. I can't tell you the date, um, but it, it was many many years ago uh, when I was a Michigan City fire fighter. And uh, I came to the county then because there was an attempt to put it through back then. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't successful. Uh, I think uh, Councilman Terry Gardner was the only one that voted for it at that time. So it is something that has been um, um, very, uh, I wouldn't say passionate, but it's been something that's always been there, a tool that's always been there. And with talking with the state and, and all our elected officials downstate, We talked to them about getting some of the $6 billion that they're sitting on downstate. And it's like, hey, how do we get some more of that money to help do things to give our public safety people raises? Because we're in the same boat with the sheriff, EMS, nine one one, where other adjoining counties are stealing employees because they're paying more money. Um, You know, Porter County has a surplus from when they sold the hospital. So they're, they're in a unique situation. They have more growth than we do. So does Lake County. St. Joe County's in the same boat so we it is something that we it it just got to the point where we absolutely had to have it and um and it passed i I believe there were 60 elected officials that voted and i think there were three that may have voted against it out of 12 different county that's counting the county 12 different um local government local government units so Um, And with that, this last Tuesday, we had a a meeting on the lit, and we're looking at giving the sheriff's office a a substantial raise. We're uh, working on giving the uh, dispatchers a significant raise. We took care of the EMS EMS earlier this year. We're taking care of those. And when you do that, when it comes out of that account – that frees up money in other accounts so we can we can take care of our other county employees. All right. We've got Councilman Randy Novak who is running for re-election in District
0: 2 of your county council. Um, uh, if you have a question for Councilman Ro- Novak, you're welcome to text me at 219-362-0522 or email me at soundoff at 967theeagle.com. We're going to take our first break of the day, and we'll be right back here in just a couple of minutes on 967 the Eagle. Welcome back, friends. You're listening to Sound Off on Friday, September 23rd, a beautiful fall day in LaPorte County. It's good to have you with us on the show. Uh, again, uh, don't call us. Uh, we, we do want to hear from you, though, so text us, 209 362 522 or email me at soundoff at 967neagle.com. We're trying to get through as many questions and and, and things like that with the, the candidates over these election period, and so um, we, we want to get the questions to them and answered as quick as we can so that you and your voices heard as well. So that's a question we received through our text line. Randy, I'll give it to you. How about taking uh, RFPs on outsourcing some county office work? At least we would know whether we would or would not allow taxpayers to keep some of the money they earned. Um, What is your, you know, the the, the idea is essentially, could we outsource some
1: more of the work that is happening inside the county? So, so. to understand your question, outsource, say, what the the treasurer's doing or maybe something in the clerk's office sure. or um, something in different offices? Yeah,
0: uh, just in in whatever way, right? So sometimes, for instance, cleaning services are, are outsourced already, but something like that where there's an outside kind of company that can come
1: in and do some of maybe the light S- office work. These kind Some of, of the cleaning services are outsourced yeah. okay. or were. But, you know, it, it's something to look at. But um, historically, I mean, you could do it. And then, I guess, eliminate some employees, and then you're paying a company to do it, and then they're 1099-someone, so we save on the benefits and do everything like that. I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely an option. One of the things we've really been trying to do is as a full-time employee retires, we're trying to encourage the department heads to hire part-time people to fill those positions and slowly get down to reduce some of the staff that we have uh, especially with the technology that we have now so there's some departments that are doing a much better job than others um, the other thing is is some other departments also share employees so like in the the clerks the um whether it's the auditor's office the clerk's office uh, not the clerk but the treasurer's office back and forth so during class, tax collection time They need a lot of employees in there when the tax, you know, receipts are coming in and everything else. The rest of the year, they don't. But then the other offices need some help to do things. And so we got some people that are trying to do that. So we're trying to encourage a lot of things. The things that you got to remember is we have a lot of elected officials in the county. So the elected officials, I'm an elected official. We cannot tell other elected officials what to do so it's not to say that budgetarily we cannot control employee number of employees but they're elected officials the same way i am so it it makes it a, a very unique situation it's not a a mayor with a bunch of department heads as you know it's not all department heads it's a lot of elected officials with the clerk the treasurer the auditor the recorder so if I'm, if I'm hearing you right on some of this and please clarify
0: if i'm not essentially what you're saying is the council gets to decide uh, and approve their budgetary requests, but there's a lot of autonomy for elected officials, for instance, the auditor, the assessor, the to use that money
1: in the way that they seem deem fit, correct? Correct. We still have control over the budget, but it's it's difficult with the, the other elected I'm not saying they're difficult. Yeah. I'm just saying it's a unique situation to try and to taper it down, but it's, it's definitely something we, we can take a look at. All right, um, we've got Councilman Randy Novak
0: on the show today. If you've got a question, please do text me, 219 uh, 362 You can also email me at soundoff at 967 com. I want to talk a little bit about um, you've been on the council now for eight years almost, or you know, you're know you finishing your eighth year. Um, in, in that time, the uh, county home sold, and... Uh, there's been a lot of fodder, lots of talk online, lots of things happening there, politics, you know, obviously get in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you were on the council. I don't know if the council actually approved the sale or not. I don't know if that's a commissioner or council's uh, decision. But I know the council was a part of some of these conversations because I did look through back at minutes. And the and the county home conversation did come up in minutes. In, in your assessment then, again, being that you were on the council then, what happened with the county home sale?
1: So there were several. So the county home, when it got down to, I think we had three residents in there. And you got to understand that there was a, I think it was an arch program with the state had changed so that we, they could not get any more residents. So it was the people that were there got to live out their time, but you could not bring in new and new residents, that was a state thing? That was a st- it was a state thing or this ARP funds. The funds that funded the county home limited who could be there. Okay. So there were a lot of restrictions on it. Those all changed. So county homes across the Indiana, the, I guess the country or wherever, all kind of went away. Um, so there was still a large price tag that we were paying out every year with the county home maintaining the county home, doing everything with the county home. The council, because we seen these numbers, were dwindling. So it got to a point where a couple of these residents that were left transferred, I think transferred somewhere else or went into some other type of living facility, and we had nobody there. So it sat empty for several years. Lots of grants were tried. I think there were three different attempts to get tax credits, tax um, 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 grants and different things to repurpose it, whether it's for the homeless, whether it's for uh, the mentally challenged, whether it's the veterans, different things. We tried. But it, the problem was, is to improve the facility, it was between six and ten million dollars to bring it up to what it needed to be, because you got to remember right now, if you went through there, um, the, the, the bedrooms, there's hallways of bedrooms and there's only like two bathrooms per floor. So you would have to have everybody have to have their own bathroom. Everything else would need to be done. It's not ADA compliant at all. Um, There's just a lot of hurdles to go over. So not to mention the condition that was there. You know, there was asbestos, there's lead, there's all kinds of different things in there that need to be fixed. So it got to the point where it's sitting there, it's deteriorating, it's deteriorating, deteriorating. So there were people on the council that wanted it, pushed the commissioners, to say, hey, let, let, let's have a sale. Let's get something done. So um, the commissioners had a sale. The thing that I will say in all this, this talk about, well, you know, there was no sign out front, and and they advertised it. They sold the county home the exact same way that they sell hundreds of pieces of property every year in a commissioner sale or a tax sale. And never has there ever been a sign out front of any House or piece of property that's sold in a tax sale or a commissioner sale. So it was done in the exact same way that we liquidate the county liquid the commissioners. The commissioners have that's their job that they liquidate or sell off these properties to get them back on the tax rolls. That part was done the same way. As far as the the issues of well, wait a minute, there you know there's a, all the new windows in there and all the roof on there. When we sell things in a, in a tax sale, a house, let's say a house or a commissioner sale that's dilapidated and, and, and it's abandoned and it, it needs to be razzed and, and taken down, we don't go in there and go, wait, it's got good windows. Wait, look, the roof's still good. Those things are, Those things are way past that. We're trying to get it back on the tax rolls. The other thing is the windows and the roof were done long before I was on the council. And they were done when it was still occupied by residents, and you got to maintain it. So you can't not maintain it, and you can't not put a roof on it, have a leaky roof. You, I mean, so we had to maintain it over the years. And then it got to the point where the, we, we, we ran out of options on it. And it was a huge liability. That's what it was. So if you've got something to take $6 million to fix up, that's not an asset, that's a liability. And it's just sitting there getting worse and that price tag getting bigger. So it was sold. Whether you agree with there should have been a sign out front, whether you agree that they should have advertised it somewhere else or done something, that's an argument. It's the same way that they do the tax sales all the time. That was a commissioner's thing. They did it. There was an offer on the property back a few years prior to that. There was an offer for approximately $500,000. But it was for all like 120 acres plus the county home. Farmland is going so high today. A $500,000 off of that is such a low ball. It's equivalent to selling the county home with five acres for $50,000. Mm-hmm. The county home was the worst part of all that stuff that's out there. It is so bad. The generator that, that some people have said that, oh, that's a $50,000 generator. And they just left it there. I just want to clear this up. That is a Korean And for those people that are young, that was the war before the Vietnam War, a Korean War army surplus generator that we got for free that went out there. That's not some brand new generator. That's not some high tech generator. That's nothing. We looked at it. And when I say we, the county looked at it and it would cost more to to retrofit it and to move it somewhere else to do something than to move that thing. So that is that's where it's at. It's for sale right now. I think they dropped the, I heard somebody said that they dropped the price from $800,000 down to $500,000. Guess what's not in front of it? There's no sign in front of it. So we sold it just like we sell every other piece of property. That's the end of the story. There's no, nobody made money on it personally. Nobody did anything. The individual that bought it bought a liability, not an asset. And, you know, and, and it's back on the tax roll. So now it's generating income. For the county, but that's, that's All my right. version of it.
0: All right, we've got Randy Novak here running for re-election for the County Council District 2. Uh, if you have a question, 219-362-0522, you can text me. Uh, don't call. We, we're not being answering these calls. But if you have a question, you can text me, 219-362-0522, or email me at soundoff at 967neagle.com. We're going to take another break, our final break of the day. We'll be right back here on 96.7. Welcome back, friends. Good to have you with us on our final segment of today's Sound Off. We're talking about uh, the LaPorte County Council District 2 with candidate uh, Randy Novak. We did invite his opponent, Aaron Kirk, on the show, but Aaron did not get back with me. Um, to, to come on so we've just got Randy on the show today um, and uh, he's been talking about some of the ideas he has uh, answering your questions 219 362 you can text me uh, don't call me or you can email me at soundoff at 967theeagle.com here's a question we received I'm a small business owner on Lincoln Way and LaPorte I'd love to see the county agree to work with the city on getting some traffic moved away from Lincoln Way to make it more enjoyable to shop and eat outside
1: what are your thoughts on a potential corridor? So, first of all, the council—the council's role in that would be potential funding if it if a yep. plan was ever put together. So we're not necessarily at the table talking different things. I would love to see, and and maybe that's in the plans. The uh, commissioners in the city of of um, Laporte administration sit down and, and talk about. I and and there's several plans, and they're talking about. Uh, uh, this is Snyder Road. I think they're talking about uh, Severs Severs Road um, coming around there and and different things. And and the legislative meeting that you and I were at last week or the week before it was discussed there. So um, I, I understand something has to be done. Um, I'm I'm, being a council member, being in charge of the County finances. We're not at the table with that now, but there there's gotta be some way to, to, to make it work so that it, it works for the majority mm-hmm so
0: uh, here's a question for you and again I, I don't know what role the council has on this or or what but uh, it is a question we received how about taxing these solar f- industrial fields as industry not agriculture and lower tax abatement for them uh, there's really n- no full-time jobs
1: uh, farmers don't get tax breaks well, first of all there's been no solar fields come to us for abatement county wise mm. as far as how it's assessed that would be a question for the county assessor uh, but i would absolutely agree with you that it, it should be assessed at uh, um, the lithium um, ion battery storage facility that i think is um, talking about um, coming to rural parts of the county is 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 going to be a very highly taxed uh, thing um, if it if it does come to pass um, there that's Going through a lot of red tape and a lot of different things downstate and everything else, so I'm not saying I'm for it or against it's. Mm-hmm. It's there. All right, here's a question received
0: on uh, Facebook: uh, What are you going to do as far as raise for raises for the county
1: highways? They're county too. So, as a matter of fact, I just had a conversation with several different employees and the, and the superintendent. So, is what the lit allows us to do is since the sheriff, the sheriff EMS nine one one. Uh, some prosecutors, county, uh, community corrections, different things. Those raises we can we can take out of the public safety lit. So in the meantime, we have so much of a growth on on the um, on our general fund every year. So that allows us by taking those. It's the majority of all the employees were taken out of a different account now that I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that we're able to give more to the different departments like the highway department, because we do have some making up to do with the highway department. The highway department does a fantastic job. They've got so much roads and everything to cover. They do an incredible job and, and we need to, um, they're on the list. That's all I can say. So, and for the people that say, Oh, we're here and you're only going to give 4% or you're only going to do this, that there's, there's been no numbers discussed. So that anything that they've heard is just a rumor, that there's no official numbers have been discussed as far as raises for the rest of the county employees.
0: Now we've got Randy Novak, uh, Laporte County Council District 2 candidates uh, running for re-election. And we're talking to him if you've got a question, you can text me, to 362 522 I know last week, our last episode, when we had Justin Keel and Mike Kellums on the show running for District 1, there was a question uh, from somebody in the 39th uh, North Corridor, uh, TIF District there. And there's been an ongoing uh, feud conversation with the city about water issues, these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, the question essentially, at, at the heart of the question was, why doesn't the county just put forward the money that that area of the county needs to fix their water
1: issue? So the proposal from the city to fix it the right way, having a background in fire yep. service, having uh, you know certifications as inspector and and, and different things... To fix it, the mayor's proposal to fix it the correct way, because you need a loop system, mm-hmm. is $11 million. We don't have $11 million. So, um, it is, he, here's my thing on it. 39 North did a great thing getting the water and the sewer out there in the time. Since then, it has. there's been a lot more growth out there. The system may not have kept up with the growth. And something needs to be done out there 39 north needs to either fix the problem that's out there or let the city fix the problem and as far as annexation with the city that is between the city and the residents out there i don't think it's fair for me to say i'm for it or against it when that i don't live there and i i, I do that it's part of an area that i do represent i've had no one call me tell me they want it or they don't want it um, but that until I do hear from people that that is a personal thing and with the new annexation laws the people, it's not as easy to take property mm-hmm. unless you go out and you get X number, the majority. So those people will have their opportunity to speak if that's something they want with the city.
0: But the idea of the council agreeing to put forth, you know, uh, I've heard, you know, like you said, seven million, eleven million, millions of
1: dollars to fix this issue for them, so is probably not realistic. So the redevelopment commission that I chair has. We're the we're the ones that are. We've applied for several grants to get a water tower down at the end to give some relief, so that we at least got water coming from both directions. We're the ones that are putting, doing, spending the money on the grants, doing everything, getting, applying for all these things. So we're looking for solutions. It's small solutions. It's not a big a loop plan and everything else. But it's a it's a it's what I would call it. It'd be improvement from what's there, but it's not the answer to all. All
0: right. Well, that's it for the show today. I'm going to give you the final word, Councilman Novak, uh, running for a re-election in Laporte County
1: Council District Two. What do you want our listeners to know? So, I just want to say that I, um, by voting for me, you'll get a fair, hardworking person that continue to listen and respect all citizens in Laporte County. I, if you take a look and I encourage you to look at the, the candidates I'm the one that has the experience uh, with before when I was at the fire department multi-million dollar budgets contract negotiations mediations and contract ex, uh, expenditures um, but the thing is is I need your support to continue bringing a positive a positive I'm focus on positive common sense approach to county government and if you've watched the meetings, I I pride myself that, I mean, we're there to do the business of the people and we do it and we try not to have, um, um, try and keep the shenanigans lowest possible so
0: all right well thank you so much again on monday's show we've got county council district three candidates both will be here deb vance and mark egelski uh and they'll be there to answer your questions and mine as well again i want to thank you for listening if you ever miss an episode go to hometownnewsnow.com or just search out uh the sound off radio show podcast our sound off podcast wherever you find podcasts and you'll find us there as well be good to yourself be good good to others and keep listening to 96.7 the eagle Thank you for joining us and voicing your opinion on this edition of Sound Off. The views on Sound Off are those of the host or callers and do not represent the opinion of 967 The Eagle, Spoon River Media LLC, or the sponsors. Sound Off airs every Monday and Friday at 12:30. Please mark your calendar and join us again for the next edition of Sound Off on 967 The Eagle.
1: Thank you for listening to the Sound Off podcast at 967theeagle.com.